What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to this episode of The Lunch Table. I am one of your co-hosts, Darvez Ellis. I'm JP, Mr. Jean-Pierre himself. We're back in the lab to give you some more content. So without further ado, let's get this show on the road. see me and Darvez are back in the lab we've been doing the entrepreneur series back and forth one-on-one with other people but now it's the originals you know the originals of this whole thing we back on it so we can get right into it yes, talking sir. about this origami furniture how you uh how you feel about origami furniture when you think of that what's the first thing you think of honestly you know whenever of course the first word origami you know kind of deals with like you know paper so when right. I'm thinking of it I think of like 3D structures made out of paper or, you know, some type of very fragile, sensitive material. Right. Well, in this case, a group, well, a company called, I think, Kinetic Homes was the name of it. Mm -hmm. They create this origami furniture, meaning that you can fold it, like, flat, like, extremely flat, but you can unfold it and it'll be like a stool, a chair, a table, like, anything you can think of, they can really do it. And that's kind of weird, though, because, like, if origami is just paper, you would think it's going to be thin. Right. So how would you be able to create something like the same thing that was thin and make it bigger, if that makes sense? Yeah. Honestly, I think this just really goes to show you, like, how investing in, you know, different types of sciences and, you know, other studies. Yeah. I think it really shows, you know, how far that can really go because it's a great use of engineering from the video that I saw that, you, you know, you plugged me into. And I thought, you know, this is a great idea because if you want to compromise space, especially for people that don't live in large spaces now, like let's sure. say somebody lives in like a studio apartment or something like that, you know, they want to maximize the most out of their space and maybe, you know, try and find figure out a way to, you know, make things more efficient yeah. than where their means are at. And, you know, this is a great opportunity and a great idea for them. Like you just walk into my crib and I'd be like, oh, there ain't no chairs. Hold on. I got some, I got some chairs for you. Then I just take out these flat things. You're like, what you going to do with those? Not just gonna start unfolding them, <laughs> like they're like, damn, what the fuck is it? Like, it'll just be like, wow, like you really have some nice like stuff right there to be like, cause you could put it like against the, you don't even have to put it in your closet. You could probably put it up against the wall under the bed. Yeah, like sure slight stuff. Sure, it's you know easy thing to store, and you know you definitely got a lot of options for storing it. Do you know what the prices are for any of these products? I don't. I don't know. I don't think they really are being sold. Cause I was really looking. I looked them up, mm. and I like obviously you might can buy one, but it's not like it's like being mass produced either. You know, I think it's like I think it's relatively new. At so, least what I saw, it looked like it was relatively new. Yeah. So do you think it's more in like the preliminary stages, or do you think that they're just kind of just you know still starting out? Like, do you know whether it's available to purchase or not? No, I don't. Okay. I think it's preliminary stages. I also don't think. I also think it's only. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think it. I think it's only in one country, like the company mm-hmm. itself. Like that could be like one of those. You know how you might see one of those things like on the news, like oh, this company is producing this, and they actually got prototypes and stuff like that. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily mean they're selling it either. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Just like trying to just get the word out, pretty yeah. much. But it'll be hard. Like once you like imagine just trying to put that out. Like in stores, like people really not go. They're just gonna buy their regular furniture, probably. Like depending on who you are, 
Well, yeah, I was about to say, I don't know. Because a lot of people that might, you know, try and go with a modern type of look that might appeal a little more to them. Yeah. And then I guess it's hard. It's probably hard to, like, put colors and designs and stuff all on the, you know, mm-hmm. like, these, you can get, like, a certain color chair, like a black chair or this chair, this chair, this color chair to match your house. But the origami furniture might not come in different, like, colors or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll it'll definitely be, you know, something interesting to see how it plays out, especially as more funding goes towards it. You know, they can do more research, do a little more experimentation, you know, more prototypes. And I'll be excited to see if it gets mass produced because, you know, it might be a good thing for people who want to, you know, shake up their interior design skills and, yeah. you know, figure out what they want to do with that. This is a smooth idea. You got, This is definitely a smooth idea. I agree for sure. Very practical. Very practical. For sure. For sure. What what else is uh what else are you feeling, JP? All right, so this next thing is actually like very futuristic, you know, innovation. We already seen the hover bikes, the jetpacks, people like putting in prototypes and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. now we got an actual hover car that's actually been this is an actual prototype that's actually like got off the ground. In front. It looks a little heavy though. Like from the video, mm-hmm. like I could tell it was a prototype, but it also looked very heavy. So it looked like they're using these, like these big, like jet-like things on it to make it kind of c- come off the ground. But other than that, like it's seen like propellers or what do you mean? That, like yeah, like propellers. Okay. But it's just like I can see from like, watching the video. I just seen like the only reason it really didn't fly like that is because it was kind of heavy. If that makes sense. But it's still a hover car. Yeah. And like. I mean, and then apparently it's only in Russia. This company is like the Russian company doing this. They the same ones that did like the hover bike. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. 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 You know, honestly, I've been hearing about hover bikes and not hover bikes, hover cars. Excuse me, since at least 2010, 2011. So, right. you know, a lot of companies were like, "Oh, this will be done by 2015. This will be done by 2016." And every year, you know, they say. It's going to be here, and lo and behold, <laughs> it's still, you know, trying to get some more traction and, you know, some more people to... Didn't Cadillac Loki start a project with hover, hover cars? With flying vehicles? I couldn't tell you. I knew of a company in Massachusetts that was working for a long time with, with working, trying to find one. Yeah, I thought, I thought like Cadillac was getting into it. But at the same time, like, it is, like... You know how much you probably need a team, like a you need a lot of time, a lot in a lot, like a big team to handle like a hover car. Like that's a lot of time to be putting in, you know, because you got to think about all the different the flying dynamics and the this is that car dynamics. How are we gonna do this? How are we gonna do this? Mm-hmm. And that's not even just like a like you know like a logistics thing. Like after the car is made, it's like how do you sell it? How do you get roads for it? Does it fly with like what what like you know what I'm saying? What lanes or? This is that like do you create like a whole different air traffic control for like flying cars? Like it's it's gonna be interesting how if this were able to like become a bigger thing and be mass produced. Do you think it will ever come to fruition? The way I'll be honest, when I saw the car, it's way more than I thought they would have. If yeah. that makes sense. The only thing that they really didn't have was probably like they didn't have doors or like windows in it. Obviously that might have to come more like like actually more sciencey stuff like air pressure and like like all that type of stuff when it comes to like flying. I don't know, like it didn't seem like it doesn't seem like they that far from what is okay, it's twenty twenty one now. Right. Say they work in same amount of time or they got the same amount of money doing the same project consistently. 
mass production, mm, probably like 2030 something. 2030? Maybe like 2035. Maybe like 2035. So within the next, within the next two decades, you think right. it'll become a thing? Well, I don't know. Well, well you saying mass production, right? You said right. mass production, right? I did. And that means, well, uh, does mass production also include that flying cars will be the thing that we will be doing? I mean, not everybody, of course, but like, when I what I mean by mass production is, you know, it's not just one or two, literally just one or two, but you know, there's enough people driving it. Like with electric vehicles, everybody's not driving an electric vehicle, but you know, it's mass produced to the point where it can meet it can meet demand. And then when when did the first when did electric vehicles really start becoming a thing? I would say, as far as vehicles that are put on the road, first one I can think of is Chevrolet with the Volt back in, I think it was 2007 or 2008. It's the first one that comes to mind for me, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the first one. Mm. But that's as far back as my knowledge right now goes. That's a big gap. That's like, how big of a gap is that? It's like a 13. Between then and now? Yeah, 13, 14 year gap. Going on 13 years. So, 13 years now from 2021? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'd say 2035 is possible. It's it, ta- it might take a lot of work, though. Like, it might actually take, like, a... Cause that's, that was a Russian company we were looking at. Yeah. I don't know if Russia... Like, I don't know what Russia has going on. So, like, if a company really had the money and they really wanted to get into it, mm-hmm. like, they could really, like, like really kind of mass produce, they can get on top of that. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, other companies might get on top of it in a way. But that's only if that's going... It depends on how much money it's going to cost them, too. Yeah, no. For one of the companies that I was... I guess listening, not listening to, but for one of the companies that I was reading into at one point, it was saying that their flying vehicle was going to cost around one hundred twenty to one hundred thirty-five thousand dollars. I don't see it getting too much cheaper than that, at least when they're first starting out. Ooh, so only the rich gonna have their cars first, basically. Well, yeah. possibly. Yeah, unless only way I could see it have to be something that has to be like a you know super great investment for someone who you know likes to fly so maybe it could take yeah. place of like say somebody you know has a regular car or like a hybrid or something like that and then they have like a small plane yeah. they could tackle two birds and one stone that they're paying you know both of the both of those off at the same time which is having a flying car right so i feel like the only problem the only problem i would say that that would arise too besides the money mm-hmm. is everything built around like you having a car like parking spaces or like traffic, or like I don't like you know. I feel like it's just certain things that are gonna somehow somebody's gonna have to set some type of like rule because like you can't you might can't even park that car in a real parking space. Yeah, I see what you mean. Or like you might can't like move it around here or fly it around this building. You know, like it might be rules and stuff involved. Like I don't know. It just depends. I feel like it just depends. Yeah, for sure. I also wonder, you know, because I I know a lot of it was it was trying to encourage people to get their aviation license and stuff like that, because you're definitely going Dang. to need one in order to fly it. I wonder if like that's a mix between like a driver's license and an aviation license. I don't know about a mix. They probably just have to get both. Probably get them both too. But I wonder, you know, how many people would be willing to do it versus just having you know somebody who's Ooh. licensed to do it just fly it for them and you know maybe they ride passenger or something. Because like wouldn't that. that be dangerous? Because you didn't know how to fly it, like. Or even if you were just testing, 
like your driving skills or your flying skills, you could actually like like hit something or like hurt something. You know? Yeah. Like I guess it just depends. I didn't think about that. Oh no, you you definitely would need a uh, aviation license for sure. They were saying from one of the companies I was looking into, they were saying you know to try and encourage people to do it. But there might be people, you know, if you can afford it, you just get somebody to fly it for you. You know, tr- if you're in a in a rush to get somewhere, and you know, you might need to fly True. a certain distance. Are so. we gonna be Are we gonna be alive when it's just gonna be flying cars only? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make a bold estimate and say no, but you know, only only time will tell. Time is the we might the greatest indicator. It's possible. I don't see it happening though. There's too many cars out there. There's too many people just driving us. Yeah, I wonder how it's going to go, though, because, you know, California is also a state where they, I think they banned the sale of a, or non-electric, so gasoline-powered vehicles by, I think, 2030. So oh, wow. by that point, you know, you they can't sell any more gasoline-powered vehicles in the state of California anymore, which is a good move, but then it's like it puts a lot of these automakers in a bad or strange yeah. pre- predicament for long term. Maybe gas stations, like oh well, gas, gas companies. I'm not worried about them. They make so much money. They're gonna figure out a way to translate everything to rechargeable and renewable energy. So, I'm oh, not, like you saying they're gonna they're gonna change anyway just to make the money? Oh yeah, they're too big to not. I don't. I'm not concerned about them at all. But you know, it'll be interesting to see how things roll out over the next decade and how many more states will follow suit behind California because so far I'm, they're the only state that I know of that. Is banning it by that year. All right. Okay. So, yeah, speaking of cars, you know, two of the things we could go into. Number one, we could talk about how, I guess, sparks, spark rumors of Apple's iCar supposedly is starting to, mm. you know, resume. They're saying that apparently Apple is in talks with Kia for one of their factories in Georgia to start mass producing their car. You know, nothing, nothing is confirmed. And with Tesla, they recently recently unveiled their new model s and it has a 500 mile range for for charging this vehicle so icar is going to be another uh like like automatic driving vehicle i don't know if it'll be autonomous or not i just know it's supposed to be fully electric and yeah that's really there's not really too many details around what would go into it but it's just been you know almost like a a tall tale at this point in life because it's been talked about for so long and I don't really know how many strides have been truly made towards making it a, a reality. Seem like business is a lot of like tall tales, a lot of ideas they have to come up with. I guess just to throw them out there sometimes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know because you know they said a lot about it for years. Definitely been something that's been talked about for, I don't know if I'll say a decade, but if not a decade, then close to it. But no sh- clear strides at least have been made towards making it a reality. So until I see anything else about it just kind of just take it with a grain with a grain of salt the icar but the tesla news is something that's a little more exciting for me especially because 500 mile a 500 mile range for an electric vehicle is impressive and i don't know if there's any other company that has tackled that yet Mm -hmm. a lot of them are about 300 to 350 that seems to be for a lot of vehicles that i've seen especially with ones that have like long range options like tesla does i think for ford they have the Mustang. I think it's the Mach EV, but you know that's like their sports car, yeah, like fully electric. Recently saw a video about it from this guy who was a YouTuber by the name of of Doug Demuro, and he reviewed it 
I believe theirs is about 350 miles for the charge range. Five, so 500 miles is like the largest. Or like It'll be the largest by far. Hey, man, Tesla, man. Hey, they doing it up, man. They doing it. Who? And then you said Elon Musk is Tesla, right? Yeah, he's a he's the founder of Tesla. Okay, we're just making sure, just making sure. Yeah, no, he's been on the tear. He recently became the world's richest man, at least by the valuation of Tesla and how they got shot up in the stock market. Hey, buy your stocks, bro. Buy your stocks. Buy your stocks. Or at least look into it. Look into it. Could not agree more. Yeah, man. So let's talk about Jeff Bezos. Because, you know, we've all heard the recent recent news about him stepping down from Amazon. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Obviously, when I first saw the, like, the notification or whatever, I thought he was saying like he stepped down from the company like forever type stuff. But uh, I, according like to the like notification, whatever, he was just stepping down to um, executive director or something like that. Yeah, he's not going to be out of the company completely, but he is stepping down from the CEO position in the third quarter of this year. But why, though? Reportedly, focus on his, you know, his generosity efforts and, you know, looking into other things such as like the Washington Post, which, you know, that's the newspaper company he owns and mm-hmm. a couple other things that he invested into. So just kind of focus on other tasks at hand. They did say that the CEO of Amazon Web Services, I think his name is Andy Jazzy, he's going to be the one that's taking over the reins. He's been there, Jeff says, supposedly a long time in the Amazon business or the Amazon company. But, right. you know, I, I don't really know what to think of him because, I don't know, Amazon Web Services has grown quite a quite a bit over the past couple of years, especially this past year. They've had an exponential growth. Granted, right. they missed out on the Pentagon contract, the $10 billion one that went to mm. Microsoft. But, yeah. you know, they, they've been doing their thing, and I think they've grown quite a bit this past year. So. I mean, he might have um I mean how much is is he really gonna like you think is he is he really gonna change anything or like you know what I'm saying? Like it might not be too much of a difference with him stepping up and Jeff Bezos stepping down. Thing is I don't really know a lot about him, so it's hard to say. Where, you know, a lot of times the CEO kinda sets the precedent for like the culture in the company and, you know, things of that nature. Yeah, yeah. Like whenever Microsoft, whenever they were transitioning from Bill Gates to Stephen Ballmer Sam became a lot more ruthless and cutthroat because that was the type of guy that Steve Ballmer was known to be. Oh, true. And now with the new CEO that they have in charge, they were saying a lot about how the culture shifted. And whenever I went for my super day with Microsoft, I could definitely tell it was a lot more laid back and they were really just trying to, or at least I could sense, you know, that there was a, there was a shift in, you know, how they were acting and I could definitely tell a difference through my own interview process. So, hmm. True. I mean, we're gonna see, man. I feel like I feel like Jeff Bezos still gonna have like some type of like, you know, hold on the company. To be honest, yeah, I I wouldn't doubt it either. I know for a fact, you know, he's definitely not going to just sit back and just let things slide. I'm sure. Well, with him, you know, so being one of the majority owners, him and you know his ex wife Mackenzie, I'm sure he's gonna make sure you know things don't go to shambles. And if he needs to step in, then so be it. But I mean, he got so much money, Loki. I'm not even gonna hold you. I, if I had so much money, like that. Well, it just depends because some people like that. They see their whole company that they built up starting to like drop or do something different. They might like, oh, that can't happen. But like, or in my case, I'd probably be like, look, I built that thing all the way up. I got all of this money. Let me just go do some stuff over here. You know, like I wouldn't. I don't. I guess like being a. What you say? You still. He's still a part owner, right? I mean, yeah. His shares. He didn't really. He didn't sell any shares. I know it's. Whenever he was going through the divorce with his wife, they had to split some of it, but. Nah, he hasn't sold any yeah, shit as like, far as I know. He's still making money. So it's like, 
Hey, bro, just let the company be the company. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. It we'll just see depends on how you go. see it. It just depends on how you see it. Yeah, we'll see how things go with it for sure. So yeah, man, let's talk about All Star Weekend. You know, a lot of players have been outspoken about how the season has been going amidst the pandemic with yeah. COVID nineteen, and you know, a lot of players such as De'Aaron Fox, LeBron James. You know, they've been saying their thoughts and opinions about the NBA electing to host an All Star game in Atlanta this year. So, what are you, what are your thoughts on it? Why Atlanta though? Isn't Atlanta kind of like a hot spot for COVID? Yeah, they mostly predetermined it though before, like well, a season or two in advance. Oh yeah, that, okay, yeah. So they could, there's really nothing they could really do about it. Yeah, I think they was, um, think they elected to host it in Atlanta during like the 2018-19 season, or right before that. I mean, I say have all star game. It just it would just be another bubble situation, probably somehow some type of bubble situation maybe. It's hard to do that though for only one week. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. And then are they letting fans in? I know they started letting fans in um, games now. So would they be letting fans in for All-Star Weekend? I think Atlanta, I think they, or I think the state of Georgia does allow fans in their stadium. So I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they would let people in. I don't know how many, but they would for sure. You would have to somehow keep, because obviously NBA players would want to come there. Their families probably going to be there. You have to keep somehow like the contact very low, but I don't know how if like if fans are really going to be there a lot, and then Atlanta being kind of like a busy city. I don't know how that will work. To be honest, I would like to see an All Star game. Don't get me wrong, I would like to see an All Star. I just don't know how it work in terms of like safety for the people and safety for like players and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree with everything going on and. You know how things have been going with the season, with like suspended games and delayed games. Even when the incident with Kevin Durant last night, where he had to miss the start of the game last night due to contact tracing, and then oh, because the person who they said he was in contact with had an inconclusive test, yeah, and then he ended up playing the game, and then they took him out in the third quarter because the person ended up testing positive. Well, things like that, you know, there's no telling what's going to happen when you put all these people from these different teams in the East and Western Conference. In one area for the week, and you know, there's no telling. Yeah. And then, it's like, like, like NBA players are still like people. So, and people going sometimes do what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? So even if it's like um, some protocols involved, some players might end up breaking the protocol a little bit. Some players might not. You know, you never know because you don't ever know what people are going to do. Either. Yeah, that nobody's perfect, and I personally do not think they should host an All Star game. That's just me though, especially with. You know, all the precautions that, he, that they've been putting out, supposedly, yeah. how they how they claim they're trying to keep the players safe. I don't think this is a safe method of doing things. I would like to see an All-Star game, but I just don't think I think it should be more, um, what's the word? Inclusive? Oh, no, exclusive. It should be more exclusive. Maybe a very a different area, too. I feel like Atlanta is just not smart. Yeah. Um, not, not, with, not with cases surging. I wouldn't do it either. But speaking of like just all stars in general, I feel like um, is there anybody that's like I don't know anybody that might get snubbed? Hmm, it's a good question. I think Bradley Beal make it this year. I don't think he made it last year. He didn't. Devin Booker technically didn't make it last year either, since the yeah. But I mean, he got in off an injury. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I think Christian Wood will make it. Of course, the big three in Brooklyn are going to make it for sure. Yeah, they're going to they gonna make sure they make it. Who would get snubbed? Mm. 
not Braun. Braun is the leading vote getter in the Western Conference right now. Mm. So LeBron is gonna make it. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Who's hooping? Hooping? Maybe like I don't know. I was gonna say something. Maybe like what's the name? Actually, got great numbers. Um, SGA. Okay. Oh, Shay. Shay Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, he actually got like his numbers are actually like crazy, you know. But like, is he all star? Is he not? It's only his like what fourth, fifth year, maybe. That's a good question. I like SGA. I think he's he's one of my better or my more favorite up and coming players. I don't know if he'll make it even as a reserve, but you know it'll be interesting to see. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Paul doesn't make it this year. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised either. Devin Booker is going to make it though. Mm, he should. Christian Wood also should make it as well. Dame is probably in there. CJ probably could have made it if know. he didn't get injured. Yeah, but I was, I was about to say, I don't know if C.J. McCollum is going to make it. I don't even know if John Wall is going to make it this year. He probably won't. Uh, he probably won't. And there's a good chance I don't think Westbrook will make it either. Actually, no, either. I don't think so either. He could. Don't get me wrong. He definitely could. But guard power in the West, at least with the point guards, are going to be a lot, I guess, harder to sort out. Steph, out Steph is start. in there. Steph is in there. Without a doubt. Steph is in there. He's a fan favorite, though, so – you know, that's not somebody who I would, you know, be doubting to make the, the all-star game. And he be hooping. Like, he been hooping. It ain't like he been, he been, like, literally, like, it's still stuff. You know, the Stephen Curry needs to splash a three in your face out deep half court. Yeah, no, he's he's not he's not going to miss it. That's for sure. Uh, speaking of all-star, that means we got to talk. Low-key, we got to talk about rookie of the year. Let's see who might be, like. Low-key, I can see maybe just because of his exposure. LaMelo is, like, really, like, looking for rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. But I think his exposure is just crazy high to the public, too, if that makes sense. Him and Anthony, like, every time I get on Beach Report, like, I will literally see LaMelo or Anthony Edwards. Like, there's no, like, oh, it's almost like there's nobody else on the team sometimes. Bleacher Report is almost as bad as the shade room. I'm not going to lie to you. They're, they're quite, I'm not going to say cancerous, but they're, they know they know who they want to publicize and Fact, they that, love that space. Love Lamelo and Anthony Edwards, bro. Stay. I remember um, some teams don't even get highlights on Bleacher Report just because it'd be like no disrespect to like Bron or anybody, but it's definitely gonna be it definitely is Bron most of the time. Steph, Zion, Zion Williamson, Zion Williamson, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, James Harden. Yeah, no, they definitely know who they want to you know publicize and put in that light, but. Nah, I mean, he's playing good. You know, he's one of the top leaders in rookie-wise rookie, rookie wise for most t- statistical categories. You know, he's leading in assists. Second, I think, in rebounds. Top four in points. He's He's been doing his thing. And his numbers have only gotten better since he started starting for the past few games. So, I wouldn't be surprised if LaMelo Ball made it. But, yeah, I mean, this isn't anything that is of a surprise to me or surprise, shock. Yeah. Cause, I mean, I, I, knew, I knew how talented he was. I didn't think he was going to be this good off the bat. But he's definitely looking like the best ball brother. And I can't say I'm completely shocked by it. Yeah, me either. I think I honestly think LaMelo probably might win it. Just be just just because. Like even if Charlotte make the playoffs too, like he's definitely gonna win it. Aren't they sitting in the sixty right now in the East? Yeah, they kinda high. They definitely they've been on a like a three game win streak. Okay. Right now. I mean they got a good team. So it's just like 
And then LaMelo and a good um, team. They got a good team. A good team? They got a good team. Okay. They have a they, Okay, let's say this. They got a balanced team. I say they What is it? Their front court? Front court. They got Terrell's there, Devontae Graham, LaMelo, Malik Monk. That's, that's and you solid. might throw you might throw in one of the Martin twins for defense. Okay, we they can, got we PJ Washington twins. PJ, PJ, <laughs> for defense though, for defense. But PJ Washington, he be, he's playing way better than he ever did. Um, I actually know PJ. Yeah, he's playing. He, I mean, one game he had like twenty five. One game, like he's scoring. And then Miles Bridges, Cody Zeller, he a good center here and there. Just rebound, you know, be in the paint. They got relatively. They relatively got a good team. They what it is? They kind of play well together with each other too. Like it's kind of like cool watching the Hornets play. If that makes sense. They're definitely a fun team. I can say that for sure. But yeah, I mean they're pretty. They're a pretty good team to me. You saw how Miles Bridges and Lamelo have like a nickname. Do they really? Like it's like it's like Airbnb. That's hard. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's hard personally. Cause like Miles Bridges, like him dunking and yeah. then like. Ball and bridges. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's tough. I didn't know that was a thing, but Miles Bridges said it. He said it in the press conference. He was like, Oh, he said the nicknames for them. He saw, yeah, I like the Airbnb. I think that's the hardest one. And I was like, That's kinda hard. I'm not even gonna hold you. Bring nicknames back to the NBA. Have you seen the video of him rapping? On that in that music video? I didn't watch I didn't watch it. I saw it like I saw somebody post it, mm-hmm. but I just told myself I'm not going. I'm not going even like look at that, you know. I feel like when it comes to rapping in terms of people in the league, I think Dame is the only one that I just would probably listen to. Nah, his verse wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was good. He was solid. He was solid. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't make it up. It was kind of tough. I was like, wait a minute. He's kind of going. I mean, hey, if you got it, I might check it out. I might check it out if you got it like that. Yeah, nah. I say tune in. Dame the only one that really be like. Dame be rapping though. Dame could rap. You so you remember him and Marvin Bagley had that thing going on, like them back and forth tracks. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. It was in the back burner of my brain, bro. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, nah. NBA players rapping, man. Vito Ladivo, he an R and B artist. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I forgot about that. Oh man, Dame also got a couple of tracks on uh, 2K as well. Yeah, Dame got more features than I ever seen from any basketball player. Lil Wayne was on the track for one. I don't know who else, but I do remember that one. It was on his uh, his album he dropped. He definitely Dame has Dollar. had like Wayne and Todd Allison and you know people like that. Yeah, for big sure. names, big names. Yeah, for sure. JP, anything else you wanna you wanna add to the to the chat for today? Uh, no, I don't have anything else to say. Glad to be back, you know what I'm saying, recording with the original, you know, original crew. I'm JP, Mr. Jean-Pierre himself. Yes, sir. Darvez Ellis signing off. Till next time. Whoa. <laughs>